Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Very good evening to Malcolm Blight and David Wildey on this Monday. Not a bad day too here in Adelaide, all thanks to Polaris. Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris end a financial year deal on right now. Get up to three grand's worth of free accessories on Polaris Rangers. What a weekend. Port Adelaide 13 on the trot. Crows lose out of the eight. Can you believe that? Australia lose in a, thir- a thriller in the Test cricket and the Thunderbirds were stars. Make the finals for the first time in 10 years. Not they make it, they win it. As I welcome the great Malcolm Blight. Blighty, how are you? David, you summed it up beautifully. Can I just say, I watched most of that. <laughs> even, even yesterday, Patsy and I, you know, she played a netball, obviously, at, at a reasonable level and uh, keeps in touch with a lot of our old teammates. We sat and watched the, flicked over and watched the, the netball. Watched Didn't the, see it. T- take us through it. But oh, said, came to, oh, extra mate. time again was, was oh. brilliant. Mate, I must say, if just before I do, I want to show you something, David. You haven't seen this, and I'm not sure a lot of people have. This was in the advertiser this morning, David. I, I know this is radio. Yeah. Oh, the girls. There is the middle section of was the super, what they call it, the 2023 premiers, obviously the Thunderbirds. Have you ever seen, there's about 30 in that photo, David, with, um, you know, the girls and, and all the coaching staff and all, all the assistants. That is one of the happiest photos. If you haven't got it, that's what a premiership does. That's what wins after 10 years. That's what South Australia and Adelaide have been waiting for. We need some more silverware here. Maybe Port Adelaide. Mini, 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 mini. This may be the start which happened all those years ago in 97, 98, and obviously 10 years ago for the girls. It was the most gripping last five-minute replay you've ever seen. Five-minute extra time. We turned, well, oh, and, and mate, it was unbelievable. The Swiss were very unlucky, by the way, but someone's got to win and someone loses. You summed that up well, but here is the dying seconds of the T Birds' fabulous win. Well, this goal will be monumental to the Adelaide Thunderbirds. They're playing around with it, and Lucy Austin. Yeah, didn't hear a lot of that, but it sounded exciting. <laughs> Ten jobs and the girls. Yeah, can I just say, how come everyone jumps on everybody when you win? I mean, you, yeah. even on the footy ground oh, or everything. Is that unbridled joy? Yeah, you, you, just can't, a, you just can't control it. Uh, you did it as a coach. Yeah, you I did. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I know. Nepal update for Flight Centre, a real deal centre. <laughs> and well done. That's our best up. Uh, best netball update we've done. As we said, all thanks to Flight Centre, your real deal centre, playing centre for over 40 years. Well done to the girls. Hey, do you know how hard it is to win on the national stage in this country? You know, we're sport mad, aren't we? Uh, and for, for, for South Australia, you know, the third or fourth, fourth biggest state, to win one, yeah. first of all, to recruit, have a good coaching, good facility, terrific effort, terrific effort. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start cricket, football, Port Adelaide or Crows? <laughs> Can we start with the bottom? 
the Adelaide Crows. Um, repeat- yeah, I missed it. I've got to say, I was away and we yeah, didn't have reception. Yeah, well, I, I got did. the scores. Yeah, well, I've told you. I watched Take everything. Through it. Yeah. They're repeat offenders. Now, when I say that, they their first quarter was no good. Awful. Yeah, they got beat out the middle again. Now, David, just my eyes, and I write all my stats down. I didn't go back over today, but this is just my what my eyes have seen and a summary of the season so far. That when they have those bad quarters, which they do, they're still a young team. We get all yes. that. It usually starts in the middle of the ground. Now, there's two things that can happen. The coach can change it up in the box, someone change, or the players do on the ground. More experienced players tend to change it on the ground with the help of the coach. The other thing, which most people forget to overlook, is the angle of the ruckman is so important. And, you know, if, if I said something I did as a, as a coach, as a senior coach, I took control of the centre square. It's, it's only for 10, 15 yep. seconds. Make it all happen. Uh-oh, we've got our angle wrong. Let's move it around a bit. So I'm not saying it wasn't done, but when you get smashed out of the middle consistently and, the, you know, your first quarter, I just wrote it down, they were, it was 23 to 10 in the, inside the first quarter. Now, you give a team at home and even start just like the Crows do here when they play well. And under a roof. Under a roof. Mate, you've got your work. You know... You know they were one goal five, two goal five down, seventeen points down at three at quarter time. You know what the score was at the end, eighteen points. So they've actually squared the game for the rest of the game, yeah. and it's those little moments of lapse, call it what you like, but it, it, they are repeat offenders at it. The centre square work needs a lot more work and or some more players. And Merritt and Parish, yeah, man, right? Very good, very good, very good, very good. I mean, everyone had their little turns, but not consistently. And I think, this is just me watching the game, I think, I know they're young, but Saligo, Rochelle and even Pedler probably need to spend a little bit more time in there to see if they've got the speed and the smarts in there. Just like Port Adelaide have done... And Rankin as well? Rankin as well. Sorry, yeah, Rankin as well. Just like Port Adelaide have done with their three youngsters. Yeah. You know, Rosie, Butters, yeah. Jason Horn-Francis. You have to win it there, don't you, to get well, it up there. Yeah, it's no I, good having them up there. For... I, I tell you what, it's a hard game when you're coming from, yeah. center, you know, 40 metres out from the, the neighbour's goal. So I just, it's not, this is not criticism. This is just, this is what you've got to do. I still think they're a year or two away from oh, their look, best, don't you? But uh, yeah, you said so. they're building, the uh, arrow's going Oh, up. yeah, of course it is. But I, I think there's, you know, and I didn't see how many times those boys went into the middle. I think you've got to start throwing yeah. them in. Now, I'm, I'm going to say something which... People might say, well, big deal. We started doing it with Andrew McLeod when he was young. You know, you could see Troy Bond. And I, I can see there's some talent there. There's some blokes with some tricks in the Adelaide Footy Club. And I think that the, you've got to start visiting that a bit more often now. You've got to change it up. Otherwise, it'll keep going. Like D. Jarman up yeah, all the that, back, all do that. the little things. Yeah, just you've got to get some smart. You've got to get some manoeuvrers yeah. and users. Manoeuvrers and users. Bloody, I called the game um, Port Adelaide... Uh, and the Gold Coast, and to, to be honest, the half-time Gold Coast took it right up the port. They deserved yep. their one-goal lead. Perhaps could have had a, a bigger lead. And then a tsunami came out in the third quarter, nine goals to one. And oh, Stuart, you must have... Stuart, you would have gone in half-time thinking, yes, we're back. <laughs> Three-quarter time, and I felt for him. Um, to their credit, they played out a, a good last quarter. But Port Adelaide seemed to have that extra gear when they're meandering. A lot of players weren't playing well. In fact, Aaliyah kept them in the game. Connor Rosie kept them in the game. Yeah. The rest weren't going that well. Then Pal Pepper shows aggression and he takes them on their back. And I mean, the rest is history. So 
as you'd know, 13 in a row. It doesn't matter what sport you're playing. It's a remarkable oh, effort. It is. And, I mean, you're talking you're talking a controlled sport now, too. Yep. You're talking draft and salary cap stuff. Yep. So you're not talking, you know, the, the, the English well, Premier League. We've got the greatest if, players. We've, we've, got, we've got five billionaires. That's why you win. You're just talking You're talking from the same pool. So it's a really un... And one of the things that's going to be really interesting to me is Saturday's game playing Carlton at Marvel Stadium. And they've won, what, nine in a row at yep. Marvel Stadium. I, their role can continue. Now, Carlton have actually started to kick I up again. I couldn't believe Carlton's effort yesterday. But yeah, but no, the other up, side of their story. Poor Fred, B. Carlton, don't they? Uh, oh, Fremantle? Oh, yeah. Oh, you, I, I, disgrace. I, I, you know, I'm not sure about them. I picked them and was confident they'd no. win. But uh, yeah, Carlton, I think Port can beat Carlton. Then they've got, I think, Geelong Adelaide yep. uh, or Collingwood. Uh, they've got still got Geelong to play away. Yep. Collingwood here and the Crows here. Port's had a tough draw, but they keep on winning. And look, they're, they're absolute certainties top two. Well, the next four are Carl- Carlton, Collingwood, at Adelaide Oval, the Crows, and, and then, then Geelong. Geelong. Yeah. So good run in the finals. What, what you're going to do, even if you finish them two and two, I wouldn't be too that worried, nah. providing you, you know, you're within Cooey of the whole and place. And you're fit. Yeah. You're fit players yeah, going right. in. Yeah. Uh, isn't Finless an important player? Oh, gee, I him. Has His hundredth game, they looked for him a big game, has, a couple of extra goals. Has, has he improved or has he had more opportunity at Port? Bit of both. Well, he played in a grand final yes, with, he a, did, yeah. with the Giants. Yeah. But, no, I think he's improved. I think he's happy where he is. Yep. He's obviously had a, some amazing issues off field, which oh, he would yes. say they're coping well with his yeah. wife and and um, and child. But I just love the way the boys get around him. He's he's the main man. Charlie Dixon looked like he's on one leg. Played better when he went in the ruck. Thought Charlie did some good things I, in the ruck. I, I, yeah, can I just say I I just felt up until this point in time, Charlie can't help himself. You know, I know him reasonably well. He's just a competitive beast. He'll throw himself around in ruck, and I reckon that's where he hurt himself really. He saw, he, didn't he? Yeah, he saw. But you know what? Now, I, I think it's all hands on deck for Port Adelaide. You have got to set yourself up, and if now you know you've got um, Marshall. Yep. Uh, playing okay. I mean, you know he can actually... He's been the P when Charlie was out. He was okay. So And you've got Finlayson. So I reckon they're okay in that forward line. And you've got all those... Holly Lord, if you want him back. Lord, if you want him back. You can see what he can do. Mm. So I, I just think now, saving Charlie for something, I, I don't think's an issue now. I reckon you go full steam ahead. Yeah, okay. Uh, coming up on the show too, thanks to Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Going to go to the UK, stop with Wally Culver. And uh, we've done a netball update, the Kia Top 7. But um, what about Australia? I didn't have reception last night. We were watching it on our phone. Or this, uh, just, you know, ball by yeah. ball and a bit like the old days. Um, I, I'm, I'm almost glad, Malcolm, it's 2-1. If, if Australia wins <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean, yeah. The last two tests to yeah. me mean nothing. But now it means a lot. And, and you made a great point last week. You said England could easily have been 2-zip. They made some critical errors. And, and they handed, I think, Australia the first test. But... Mark Wood bowling, Wokes come back in. Yep. Anderson, I don't think he'll get back in. We'll ask a lot no. of colour for that. But what a gripping test match. Yeah, it was. I, I did wake up. You had to watch I, that? Yeah, yeah, I did. As I said, it was a great weekend of sport. Yeah, no, they, look, they had their chances. Um, I, I just think when you look back, the fact that Warner didn't make a lot and Labuschagne didn't make a lot, you know, when you got two and, and, oh, Smith, no, Smith. and Smith, Smith when it counted. So... When, you, when you're three of your top four aren't just chipping in when you right need them, it, it, it is hard to win, isn't it? it? It always has been. Yeah, mind you, um, England too had a couple of batsmen that weren't going sure. that well. 
Duckett wasn't that good this test match. Injury update, thanks to Booper. Switch to Booper. CanStar's outstanding value health. Um, as I said, if you prepare for life with Booper, they're the company to go to. I'm with them and also four other uh, four million other Australians. So, um, so I'm, I'm one of those four million too, David. Yeah, I think Sam is too. So we're all with Booper. Trim McKenzie, the ankle. Some people saying ankle's either one or four. It didn't look good. He's out on crutches. Um, wonder what's going to happen there. David, we got to grab it. We or I, I can no? tell you now. No, I've got a. I've got an update. No fraction. No structural damage. They think it's a sprain. Two to three weeks. Yes, even that without the break. So they're either you play the next week or you, you miss three. Gee, I remember I missed seven or eight weeks with a ligament, tore a ligament. Now, yeah, Jonas, this is interesting. Tom Jonas, we're, we're wondering how he's going to get back in the side. He probably is the logical player to come back. Of course in. he is. There's no one else I no, can see. No. He, he would be first cab off the rank. They've got Carlton, so they've got the two big boys next yeah, week. Yeah, they have. Mackay and, and Kerno. So who else could they play? No, I think it has no, to be no, him. Yeah, I think. And, and he deserves it, it, to. He's gone back, um, served his penance. He's waited for an opening. The opening's come back. And, and in that injury update, Jordan Butts. Could come back into the crow side this week after yeah. missing with concussion. Any I other, think he will. Any bad injuries on the weekend? We um, Ridley went off for yeah. the Bombers. Um, Jack yeah. Lloyd. Oh, that's Jack Lloyd got concussion. Oh, yeah. Did, concussion. Yeah. Vancouver's hit him. Canvas, yeah. Actually, my tipping wasn't great on the weekend. We won't go back to the other games. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't going to bring it up, David. No, I brought it up myself. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break. Malcolm Blight and David Wildey, this is Sports Day SA. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Yeah, Malcolm Blight, David Wildey, all thanks to Kia seven-seater Kia Sorento, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Going to be interesting, the cricket. Will Australia make changes? Before Malcolm does his uh, Kia top seven Spoke about Connor Rosie and the, the ability of Rosie and Butters, although Butters wasn't as good on the weekend, but Rosie did one of the, I think it's got to be a candidate for goal of the year. Really good Rosie again. Oh, don't tell me he's no. gone. Oh, oh, Rosie. No he popped it through. There was no space to pop it through. He's a little superstar. We said he's got a magic trick. Gets his second goal. Yeah, kind of rosy. I think I said uh, only Blighty could do something like that. There was no gap there. No. They showed a, a vision ups. So uh, the ball obviously has to bounce the right way, just a fraction. But the good players seem to do that all the time. Darren Jarman, Dacos, you, they, it's not a fluke. They know what they need to do. Then it does rely a little bit on the bounce. Yeah, of course. And, and I mean, it's also the, the art of trying it. And they always used to say, you know, coaches used to say, well, what'd you do that for? Well, because I thought I could do it. Yeah. Why <laughs> wouldn't you? Well, I'm having a go. Sometimes yeah, yeah. it comes up. Sometimes it comes up. Okay, Kia Top 7. Here we go, David. It's it's nice to see you back. I didn't get it. <laughs> I was going to get M&M's. Look who's back. Look who's oh. back. Here we go. Okay. That's better, I think. Number seven, Mitch Marsh is back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, congratulations. His 100 was as good as I've seen. He, he faced... He hit um, Mark Wood for a six, I reckon, when he's bowling 150. I like, I watched every shot. Should be in the side all the time. Yeah, and you know what? He got dropped on 12, too. Yeah. In a, in a, in a simple. Make your own luck. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Number six, Connor Rosie. He's been away a little bit, but he's back now. Yeah, I think it's just the fact Butters has perhaps yeah. you know, taken all the glory, but Rosie will be in the top two and the best and fairest, no doubt about that. Number five in the care top Who else seven. Is back. Okay. I think with Trent McKenzie sadly being injured, Tom Jonas is back. Very good. Tom Jonas will be back and thoroughly deserved. Um, I tell you, he was back 
on Friday night. Elvis Presley. Oh, you I thought he was him. dead. You, you went and saw him? Yeah, I saw him leave the building. I did. <laughs> Where'd you go? Just say that again. Uh, he's just over the road at the casino. Casino, yeah. Top floor. Okay. I, I spoke to him, bloody. Did you? Yeah. Say good day, David. How are you going? How's the calling going? Good day, David. How are you? Oh yeah, hello, Melvin. Cheer, top seven, number four. Carlton are back. Ah, uh, jury's out. How bad were Frio? Yeah, but they've been Gold Coast. They've won three in a row, though. Yeah. Well, let's see if they're back when they play Port Adelaide. They're okay. no answer that question. Okay. And uh, number three in the Kia top seven. Who's back? Melbourne's back. My team was nominated for the grand final, and you. Yeah, I tipped St Kilda, not knowing Max King was going. You, you hang on, hang on. Three guys were out in the first five minutes of the game. They would have won. Yeah, see, I would have, could have, should have. I, I don't brag about my tipping, but I thought I yes. did. did wasn't you my cold? best. No, wasn't my greatest. Now, number two in the Kia top seven. He's been okay. He's leading a lot of awards. Nick Dacos is back in Brownlow favouritism form. He's never been out of it. He only got two votes last week. He got three He'll, votes this week. I reckon Dacos will win. The Brownlow by five or six votes. He he would have right now, because everyone's talking about him, he'd have, what, how many games he played, Bloody 17? 16? 17? Yeah. I reckon he'd have uh, 25 votes now. We're on round 18, but one was a bye, so they've played 17 games, David. Have, I reckon he'd have 25 votes now. Okay. Now, number one in the Kia top seven, for goodness sake, here we go. Here we go. Back. Back. Yeah, go, Sam. Go, Sam. Guess what, David? South Australia, Adelaide Thunderbirds have a trophy oh. back in the cabinet. The Super Netball Girls, well done. We're back. We're back. back with the trophies. Oh, well, Malcolm, that's one of your better ones too. Oh, well done there too. We are live from SENSA Studio, Lumo SA, One Kingdom Street. A lot of people go past and say yeah, uh, hello. hello. And if wave. you do, yep. just come through. Powered by Lumo Energy SA, switch to the affirmative joint Lumo Energy today. Now, I'm going to tell you something. We've got a netball update, right? We've done their netball update. Yeah, but I want to give you some more updates because oh. you know what's happening uh, later this year. Later, later this week. Year, later this year. No, there, there's a – well, uh, I've just – there it is. On July the 28th to August the 6th, there is uh, the World Championships of netball in Cape Town, South Africa, yeah. David. This is, a, this is a, a more netball update than you've given. Okay, and – Am I right in saying the grand final is here next year? The grand final is here How next year. How good is that? Yeah, next Another year. Another Malinowskis uh, yeah. effort? It, well, well, why couldn't we have got it this year? We, well, oh, we didn't know. No, they were in trouble financially. Yeah, that's right. And Melbourne put a lot of money in there. And hey, just a text to him, and you can text any time. Oh, yeah. 0427154166. This is from uh, Lance from Birkenhead. He thinks the Aussie should give Michael Nessa a game. He swings the ball, bowling a house down in county cricket. Very skilled bowler. And not the worst for the bat. Look, I tell you, it'd be better than bowling at the moment, I would yeah, think. Yeah, no, I think they'll play the two all-rounders. They'd move the ball okay, Green and Marsh. Anyhow, David, I was supposed to say that was our netball update, the girls won. Thanks to Flight Centre, your real deal centre, playing centre for over 40 years. Yeah, well, you've given them a double credit. I've already done that in our well, first Sam flight. just told me to say it. Yeah, you, only, was... you only did the top one. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, thanks for that, Sam. And a lot of texts coming through. Um, why did Boland, did they bowl Boland for an hour too long? Now, you saw it. Was He wasn't dangerous, was no, he? No, he wasn't. Uh, 11 wasn't, overs we, for 49. Yeah, no, he wasn't. Um, unbelievable stuff. So, uh, anyhow, still plenty more to come. Uh, Brett Phillips, and we've also got Laurie Culliver, lost in the wash. Can't wait to speak with Laurie. 2-1.
Can't wait for the fourth test match. That's in about a week's time. This is Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. This is Sports Day SA. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back. Time now to talk tennis. Uh, Wimbledon now streaming on Stan Sport. Watch every match ad-free. Centre court in 4K and Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches, AATC.tennis. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN Well, the man that loves his tennis and his footy, we're talking Wimbledon and Novak Djokovic. Can anybody stop him? Let's welcome Brett Phillips. Hi, Brett. How are you? Yeah, David Blighty, good to speak to you guys. Yeah, that is the question, isn't it? Um, and he, he's looking the goods. Uh, obviously, the curfew came into place uh, last night. He was a couple of sets up, one, two tiebreakers. Think back to the French Open when he won a few years ago. Any time he was taken to a tiebreak, Novak Djokovic, he didn't make one unforced error. It's like... You know, it's like you get level pegging at three-quarter time and then he just piles eight goals on you in the last quarter and just blows you out of the water. You go and sit in your chair and you think, gee, I just went toe-to-toe with one of the greatest for an hour. I was right there and I was crunched in about three minutes. And this is what Djokovic does to you. And what's interesting now is, I mean, Carlos Alcaraz, you know, he's number one in the world, so he deserves to be spoken about highly and is a real contender uh, to maybe upstage uh, Novak. Who knows? But... The guy who made a statement over the weekend, the big Italian, Matteo Berrettini, dispensed their very own Alex Dimonor and then uh, crushed Alexander Zverev, former world number three. But he'd lost his mojo a bit, Berrettini. 38 in the world coming in. Only played 17 matches this year, had some injuries. He's back crushing those forehands again. And he made a Wimbledon final two years ago. He could beat Alcaraz tonight. Mm. That's going to be one of the matches of uh, day eight. Hey, when they talk about professionalism and Djokovic and fitness, he's getting older, but he still covers the court so well. Where is he in the list of players? We hear about Penderbury and Boak in, in AFL. Is he right up there? Look, I think this is uh, this is a thing that will set him apart uh, when it's all said and done, Dave. The, uh, Jock, uh, sorry, Federer and Nadal. I mean, I don't think I've come across anyone in tennis as meticulous as Djokovic with diet, uh, physical preparation. I mean, he's obviously very lean, the cut very lean, uh, but he is so fastidious. And we know through the whole COVID period, anything you know, that goes into his body, he triple checks. Uh, he's always looking for that 1% edge. Uh, he dots the I's, he crosses the T's. And look, you know, if he does stay healthy at 37, 38, these records are going to be blown out the door by some margin. Uh, but, you know, as we know, the body can just break down, can't it, in an instant. And, you can't get back. But Djokovic right now, he's, he's covering the ground like a gazelle. Yeah, and I noticed, Brett, that he he won both the tiebreakers 8-6. So it's, so it's not a walkover by any means. It's just those two extra points that the great ones always seem to find. A bit like Igor Fiontek last night, the world number one, uh, Bly. So she's facing two match points against her and she closed her eyes. She, you know, she has a full-time psychologist on the road with her eager and she, she wins that mind battle and she said, OK, well, I'm either out of the tournament or I've got to come up with something pretty special. And uh, the bench should have just allowed that little opening and she went for break. She painted the lines, uh, played with the small margins, but can just hit that type of shot, whether it's that cross-court backhand or one up the line, 
it'll be the, the, the smallest difference of winning or losing a point. And uh, once she saved those two match points, as we saw Serena do all throughout her career, when she was on the canvas, gone, uh, setting a breakdown and uh, heading into the locker room, uh, they find a way to get up. And yes, Fiontech now, I mean, I think she convinced me last night that she maybe deservedly um, deserves favouritism, even though the grass hasn't been her best surface. First time in the quarters at Wimbledon, but she made a pretty emphatic statement. And well, that's interesting because, I mean, you've talked Sabalenko and her for some time now. Uh, it, oh, could it still happen? It still could happen, couldn't it? Yeah, Sabalenka's still alive. Yeah. Rebakina's still alive. You know, Jessica Bagula uh, inside the top four. She's uh, still alive. There's a, there's a two-time Wimbledon champion still alive called Petra Kvitova, who's still mm. playing, you know, a really high level of tennis, who's got good memories of the All England Lawn Tennis Club. So there's a, there's a few around, certainly in the mix in the second week. And... Yeah, I mean, the women's is probably a little bit more unpredictable, no doubt, than the men. Brett Phillips, our guest. Brett, we know there's a war going on. It's sad to see after, and there was a war on court between Azarenka and Svitolina, but um, when you don't shake hands or one won't shake hands after a game, wouldn't it be nice, though, for the... I mean, they're not actually at war doing the fighting. Wouldn't it be nice to just see them shake hands and, and try and mend a few bridges? Yeah, look, it's a bit perplexing, really, um, because... Uh, you know, these players, I mean, Azarenka's got nothing to do with what her government and country's doing and everything else. But look, that, that's the decision that uh, Svitolina and the other Ukrainian players made. And all the players know it. They're not going to the net expecting a handshake. Vika yeah. uh, looked, looked over at Alina and gave her a little sort of thumbs up. Well played, too good. It was a great match, by the way. Two great fighters who went to the wire. But then it was a bit of an uneducated crowd who's booing Azarenka off the court. It's not her decision not to shake no, hands. No. <laughs> she couldn't she couldn't believe it. But yeah, that's just the naivety of um, obviously people who come along to sport who just boo for the sake of booing. Yeah, why is that happening? That's sort of happening in, in the AFL. It's happening a lot of places now, isn't it? I, I can't remember. I, I mean, it was cricket, if, yeah, AFL. Yeah, <laughs> if, something, if something happened that was against the rules, there was booing. But now it seems to mm. be booing just Personality for Yeah, too. booing state. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It was uh, yeah, a bit unfortunate to the end of what was a great match uh, last night. Shane, there had to be a loser, but uh, Svitolina's, uh, I mean, she's the story of the last two Grand Slams. Yeah, having given birth, coming back, quarterfinals at the French, now Wimbledon. To think Australian Open next year, we're going to have uh, Osaka back from giving birth, Angelique Kerber, Caroline Wozniacki's coming back with a wild card to the US Open, so the mums are uh, they're doing okay. And Ash Barty won't you though? She's, she's only brand new. No. Yeah, no. Hey, can I just say? I remember talking to you during the Australian Open or talking about it. Remember they started to complain about the tennis balls. Do you, do you remember that? Over mm. the, and mm. not a, not a word. The balls go yep. okay here. I haven't heard anyone say anything about the balls. No, it's about the only time of the year we pull out the Schlesinger tennis balls for the grass. Uh, no, not really. No, everything, everything's uh, been okay in that area. The courts, um, the, the, the Wimbledon courts, probably as the years have gone on, have played a little um, a little slower than maybe a couple of the other uh, grass courts in other parts of uh, Europe. But, yeah, you get into the technicalities of the grass uh, there. But generally speaking, um, yeah, I think every player loves playing on that surface. Now, I did watch this for a little bit. Sitsi Pass, one of my favourites. I'm sort of half barracking for him in, in, in a lighter way because I, I love the way he plays and goes about it. And I mean, he's still in the hunt, yep. isn't he? He's, he's not a dud, is he? he okay. He's not oh, a dud. Oh, no. No. No, well, he's, he's close. Um, and he plays, a, you're right, he plays a great game. It's all court. You know, he loves mm. to volley. He's dynamic. He's not sitting back on the baseline. He plays sort of, you know, so many different types of shots. 
He's got a young American, Chris Eubanks, who saw off the last remaining Aussie, Chris O'Connell, on the weekend. This guy has gone from 120-odd to 40-odd. He's uh, <laughs> there's not much meat on the bones, but he uh, he was serving thunderbolts on the weekend, so he could take it certainly right up to Sitsi Pass. But, yeah, we'd love to see him probably go deep and, and win one. He's been knocking on the door yeah. and got close. But uh, above the shoulders is always the query where Stefanos, if he can get it done. <laughs> Brett, is the one-handed backhand almost dead? We know Federer has won it. Rorinka has, has won with a one-hander. Beautiful backhand. Sitsipas has got the one-hander. But seems to be the guys control a bit more with a, with a two-hander, and, and the women in particular. Yeah, I think the, the coaches... Uh, there's not many coaches out there, I think, who, who teach the single-hander. They, they probably prefer you to, to go to a bit more safety with the, <laughs> uh, the double-hander and just uh, you know, use it as a, a shot to stay in points and then let your forehand... Uh, go to work, but instinctively it just comes to some players, obviously at a young age, and they stick with it, and it, it is a delight. Obviously, it's a, just a aesthetically the most beautiful shot to watch in the business. But uh, yeah, uh, without sort of going through the whole playing field, you feel like it's getting a little less. Can I I'll just say, David? I know you played a lot more tennis than me, but I was a, I was a one-handed backhand. That's probably why I didn't make it to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, it look it looks good, but I think I think with Brett, you're right. The safety comes first. You cannot break down Djokovic's backhand. It's the best. I've ever seen. He never oh, loses the point. Brilliant. Hey, Brett, thanks no. for that. Again, um, look, it's shaping up. I uh, hope our careers and can get through and, um, and Novak. I love Novak. I know a lot of people sort of, uh, they sort of mistrust or misplace some of his comments, but he's just been outstanding, clearly now the best in the world. Thanks, Brett. Pleasure, guys. Brett Phillips there talking tennis for Wimbledon, now streaming on Stan Sport. Watch every match at free centre court in 4K. Sports Day SA. Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Time out for Lost in the Wash thanks to Toolkit Depot. Gear up for winter at Toolkit Depot with a huge range of outdoor power equipment and winter workwear. Laurie Culver not far away from England, but Blood, I just want to play a couple of grabs. 13 in the trot is an amazing run, isn't it? Sure. Just incredible what they're doing. They're winning games that perhaps they were lost in recent years. Um, they were in a bit of trouble early, though, and here's Ken Hinckley, the coach, on what they did to turn the game around. Oh, we had to get some ascendancy around the ball and we had to get some um, control of the contest. Um, and I think we, we didn't certainly have that, not always, we didn't, ha- didn't not have it always, but we didn't get it for large periods of the first half. And I, I thought that was the, the, probably the most telling thing. We went, we went into a bit of um, supercharge when it comes to playing contested football and we got that right in the third quarter. And the boys kicked some pretty good goals too at some points through that, so... Supercharge. Wow. Oh, uh, I'll have to look that up in the dictionary. They kicked three and, unbelievable goals. Well, what they did in that quarter, David, they went inside 50, 22 to 10 times. So, I mean, it was supercharged and the normal suspects, you know, the boys. Yeah. The All right. ones, Rosie, Rosie and, and, and Pal Pepper. Yeah. Easy to ignite it too. But 10 times to one goal, Gold Coast, not good enough. They, they were poor. I thought the only lad that played really well was Casbold up there. He, he actually troubled Aaliyah a couple of times and... As we said earlier, you've got a you almost got a man up on a lear. If you let him third man up at a contest, he just yeah. he crushes it. But the goal from Rose is a bit blight esque. There was no light. I think I said he kicked the goal when there was there was no room, nothing in there. But the, we still went through for goal. So yeah, incredible. there's no doubt about it. And I, I guess that, you know, talking from the other side, we'll listen to Matthew Nix in a minute. What what he thought about the game. But I just think that that's the difference now in the midfield. 
We're just trying to get that speed and brilliance through the midfield, which the Crows are still searching for. Let's go to Matthew Nix and why they lost. We didn't execute at all today. In fact, we almost played the opposite way and... That's the most disappointing part. We, I, we don't have issues when we um, don't execute by foot or by hand or, you know, maybe we don't kick straight for goal. We get frustrated, but we don't get angry, whereas at quarter time, to, to not play the way we wanted to play and allow... Not allow, they were very good, but, you know, to give them what they were after, there's no surprise that we were so far behind. Yeah, well, they were. It's... Um as we spoke about earlier, David, it is a concern. Their midfield now at the Adelaide Football Club is a concern. It's happened far too many times. I'm repeating what I said earlier, but I'm going to say it again. They've got to do something in the midfield. Either the Ruckman changes his angle or they've got to change personnel or where they position themselves. It, it, when they lose, they lose that yeah. badly. So when the Crows recruit next year, they need a gun midfielder with you. Buy a, you know, like getting a Rankin in or, or Rochelle or well, someone. Well, you might as well throw Rankin Dawson. and Rochelle. You can't throw them there all the time. They're only kids. But if so you go, Rochelle, I'd actually start to play them in there a bit more often now. Yeah. Just quickly before we go, and uh, we are heading off to um, England shortly, Paddy Cummins on the disappointment of the result. He would have been disappointed. Mind you, as you said, Malcolm, all games could have been gone to anyone. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we were on the wrong side of this one. Um, but another wonderful, wonderful test match. I think we had our chances throughout that we didn't quite grab. Um, and, yeah, in the end, I think England played, played better this week. Uh, so, yeah, it's a shame, but um, a great test match. What it means is that now the fourth test blood, he's got a lot of interest. Had they won 3-0... No, it was all over. I think it would almost been unfair, too, because England have certainly played... They're good cricket as well. I, I, it's been as good a series as I can recall. Probably like Australia-India. I've loved every bit of it. Tight. Ab- tight absolutely tight. tight. Sports Day SA. It's mad. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Okay, time now to speak with Laurie Cole. I always look forward to talking to Loz. He's in England for tyre power. Winter safety sale on now. 25% off equivalent, four for three on selected Falcon tyres. Tyre power. Get your free five-minute safety check. Loz, how are you, mate? You've been over there for some of the best test match cricket I think we've seen for many a year. Could have been 3 0 England. Could have been 3 0 Australia. It's 2 1 Australia. Tell us about the finish yesterday. How tense was it? Well, it was just like the other two tests. Amazing. Um, obviously, Australia were right in the game when they had England 6 for 171. They managed to get Ben Stokes caught down the leg side in a bit of a strangle. But then, you know, Harry Brooks showed a lot of nerve as he and Chris Wokes um, got them closer and closer to the target. They played their shots. The Australian set a deep field to Brook, trying to get him off strike. But Wokes rose to the occasion. Apart from a few plays and misses, he played well. And then Brooke played a terrible shot with 21 to win, just popped it straight in the air to sort of cover mid-off. And then Australia had some hope again. But then Mark Wood, as we saw in the first, he's came out and just went for it. And in the end, England were the better side. I think most people would agree over the, the four days and deserve their win. And, and what it does now, it sets it up brilliantly for the last two test matches. And uh, really, it's, it'll be good to get over this for a couple of days, but can't wait for the yeah. next one in a bit over a week's time. The addition of Mark Wood and, and Chris Wokes, they were, I mean, either could have won man of the match. Weren't they outstanding, both with the bat and the ball? Well, Wokes just has a bit more uh, about him than James Anderson at this point in time, and he should be playing for the rest of the series. I think James Anderson could well retire. Um, and as you say, his batting at critical stages throughout this test match was uh, very, very important. And he... He really contributed, um, you know, 
uh, that 32 yesterday was uh, outstanding just to get England home by three wickets. And obviously, you know, Wood, his extra pace troubled our tail. I mean, Pat Cummins, who made 100 runs in the series for only once out leading to this test, was really shaken up by him in the first inning when he was LBW. And then in the second, you know, had a bit of a flirt at one well outside off stump, which he didn't need to play at. And that's what the extra pace does to yeah. you. It makes you do decisions that you wouldn't normally do, reflex actions. And now suddenly he's under the pump in terms of trying to make runs. So, look, it was a great game. Um, obviously, Travis said uh, brilliant in the second innings with his 77. And I thought in the first innings, actually, with his 39, he played pretty well. He just sort of opened the face to one from Wokes and, and probably should have hit that one with a full face to the bat to mid-off rather than trying to guide it the third man. But uh, the evening session on day three when he was smacking them to all parts, um, look, he played brilliantly. And, um, you know, if there's any doubt about his class now, uh, his defence is tight. His ability to hit the ball hard when it's needed is good. And I think uh, he's going to have a very, very long test career, our boy from Adelaide. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Hey, Laurie, watching it, I, I did wake up. <laughs> I did watch it. I went, <laughs> I went through the agony of it. Now, I thought in the first two tests, I thought Australia caught better. I mean, batted better, bowled better, but only by margin. But the drop catch. Now, yeah. I'm not even a crack here, but I thought yeah. that that catch, that Kerry must have run 40 to 50 metres to go back over his head and bowling, yeah. only had to come a few metres off the bench, off the fence, you know, he was fielding down at deep fine leg. It, it just looked, oh, hang on, what happened there? It, it, could have, it could have changed the game. Well, it could have. I think we were just about done at that point anyway, but I agree with the point you make about where was Scotty bowling. Now, Carey's probably the fittest bloke in the side, and, you know, with his AFL background and stuff, and he ran, oh, I'd guess, 35, 40 metres, and bowling didn't have much distance to carry and you know, at the end of the day they might have pinched the wind but in the end it was just one of those things that happens and uh, in the heat of the moment uh, probably the wrong decision was made and uh, you know England I think we're probably going to win anyway but yeah I, I get what you're saying about that catch and I think England's approach in this game has been a bit better they've dropped catches but they didn't buy any no balls in the second innings which is something they've had trouble with throughout the series so England tightened up the one thing they're going to look at and I can tell you Johnny Bairstow's spot is under mm. the pump not enough runs in this game Kept poorly again at various stages. Yeah. And there's a big push for for, uh, for Ben Folks to come back into the side and, and maybe move Bearstow out. Wow. Just talking about moving out, the, the commentary yep. today and walking into a studio of, full of sporting people, all sorts of shapes and sizes, talking <laughs> <laughs> talking about uh, our captain, Pat Cummings. Is he, is he a really good captain? People are starting to question. I mean, for the last two tests, he was great, and this one he's not. But it's interesting, the commentary around some of his field places and, and choices bowlers. I think at times um, he sets uh, too many fielders on the fence. And we've talked about this before, haven't we? You know, in the first uh, day of the series when Ollie Pope had just come in, he had a a man at deep square leg, and he wasn't even double figure. So he's just getting off the hip for one, getting off strike. And the bowlers can't build any pressure up, bowling, trying to bowl maidens and stuff when you've got three, sometimes four on the fence. So I get it for Crawley. Saved a lot of runs in this series having a wide third man because that's one of his great strengths. But, yeah, at times, I think he's got it wrong. And I think he left it too late to bowl Todd Murphy yesterday as well. I think he should have been on with maybe 100 to win and just a chance to have a little bit of a bowl, feel settled. So then at the, the back end of the innings, yeah. when they really wanted him to get a wicket, he would have felt a bit more comfortable. And that could be a change for the next test. I mean, I know you're going to ask me about Warner, but before you do, I think they've got to keep Mitchell Marsh in the side. You can't yep. drop a bloke. He's made 118 and 28. And he's got Crawley out in both innings and fielded well. You just can't drop that bloke. He's no way in the world. And Agreed. I think Cameron Green could easily come back in, but it could well be at the expense of uh, Murphy. 
and maybe Travis Heads and, and Alabashay and these sort of blokes are going to have to bowl a few overs of spin uh, if required. The other big mystery was Scotty Boland. We thought conditions would suit, but he's he hasn't looked dangerous at all in, in the test matches. Nah, nah, nah. He's been um, medium pace at best. Um, he, he tried hard yesterday, um, but 11 overs for 49. Wasn't a lot of player misses there. I think, you know, that, that's one area that England have really won uh, a battle. Uh, they've, they've taken Boland completely out of the equation. And he, there's no way he'll be playing in the fourth test. Um, Josh Hazelwood was doing a lot of run-throughs and training over the last couple of days, having watched um, them run around during lunch breaks and stuff. So he'll be cherry ripe for the next test, and that could get things back in Australia's favour. But, yeah, unfortunately, Scotty, he's only got two wickets in two tests. And, uh, you know, at 34, you wonder how much more test cricket he's got left in him. Yeah, look, I'm Mitch Mars. I know he's had some... <laughs> I guess some uh, some history in the last, but I thought he actually moved the ball in that second innings. He actually started moving the ball a bit. They were starting to swing a bit, so you wouldn't lose anything by playing both Cameron Green and Mitch Mars. I I, I can't imagine them not doing it well, now. Could, could, Warner, you, could Warner be dropped for? Could could also well, be. Well, the thing that yeah, the thing is, boys with Warner. So you got to look at it two ways. I reckon Australia got to win or draw the next test, right? Now, yep. what's the best thing? Do you want to unsettle that top three and four? Um, do you want to take the risk on Warner again and also have him to catch in the slips where he and Smithy have done a, an excellent job? Or do you want to mess the order up a little bit and go, right, um, Labuschagne's going to open, Smith's going to bat three, everyone goes up one to accommodate that. I'm not sure that's what they're going to do. I'm not, I think they're going to wait till the very last minute. Um, if Warner doesn't get picked, that could be it for him. And that's the big decision they're going to have to make leading into the next test. Yeah, he's almost a passenger at the moment. Uh, England, love the way they play their cricket laws. Um, Harry Brook, mm-hmm. I think he's averaging 80 coming into the series, just a young man starting his career. But he's got no fear. Well, a bit like Travis Head. He, he's got no fear. Whatever they bowl, he's going to try and smack it. Yeah, I thought he played a bit more measured uh, than in the first innings. And I don't think he's a number three. So England have got to look at that as well. And that might be a way to find um, someone to put into the side now because they've lost Ollie Pope obviously and, and they might drop Johnny Bairstow but yeah Brooke was protected by Moeen uh, Ali he came in at number three uh, last night didn't quite work he only got five before Mitchell Stark sent his um, stumps all over the place and he looked a much more better player at number five didn't he and he finished with 75 I know his dismissal was a bit poor but he, he had a lot to do with the victory and uh, he's a very quiet young lad he looks about 16 years of age but by G, he's got some ability, Wilds, and uh, I think he'll do well in the last couple of tests for England for sure. Yeah, they bat right down, don't they? Having, having Wokes in there, Mark mm. Wood can hold a bat yeah. too. Ollie Robinson had no part in the, the test. Hey, Loz, tell us when Mark Wood was bowling that, that speed, and it looked really quick when you're around the 155 marker. Unbelievable. Yeah. I haven't seen that for quite a while. What was the buzzer like in the ground? Oh, it was electric. That yeah. first spell he bowled, I think, three maidens in a row, and then he went for two off the last over. So four overs, three maidens, number two. And he had the Australians jumping. And, you know, it was brilliant. And then the spell after two, when Australia were in a, a good position, you know, they, yeah. they were, I know Mitch Marsh had just got out, five to 240. You're still looking at 320, 330, and he just blitzed the tail. And it was a, a real opener to how important he would have been if he was able to play in the earlier test matches. Obviously, they didn't feel that his elbow was right. Um, but he looks in uh, top nick. And I know he's a bit expensive in the second innings. Um, I think at one stage he had 10 overs for 11. His next seven overs went for about 56. Um, but he got two critical wickets. So yeah. you've got to take the rough of the smooth of those types of bowlers. And I think it's a bit like Mitchell Stark. Not quite as... He, he's a bit quicker than Mitchell Stark. But like Stark, he can be a little bit expensive. And I think you've got to just cop that occasionally. Abishane, 
how, I mean, he just hasn't really got going, has he, at all? I, I think, I mean, and we know about Warner, but Labuschagne's, I mean, he's younger and he's, he's got a great record, but it's yeah. just not working. Yeah. No, I hadn't got the 50 in the six innings he's had, and I thought he played pretty well uh, for his 33. Um, his dismissal was a real turning point in the game. Australia yes. were 90 ahead, nine wickets in hand. He had really settled in nice. He was playing well. And looking at the replay of that shot, he tried to slog sweep it. But in the end, it looked like he sort of tried to roll the wrist. But unfortunately, the execution wasn't quite there. And then when Steve Smith got out, you know, England were back on. And that yeah. was uh, a critical moment in the game. And, and ultimately, probably cost Australia the chance to have a lead of in excess of, uh, of 300. Loz, we're very jealous men here. Very envious of you. Uh, thanks for these. Great, <laughs> thanks for the great reports. We know you love your cricket. You do great reports. And look, I can't wait for the fourth test. That's in about eight days from now. Yep. Yeah, on the nineteenth, so a Wednesday start, and uh, yep. in between time, boys, I'm heading up to Scotland, need a bit of haggis, and uh, catch up with a few people, and back in time for Manchester. It's going to be awesome, isn't it? Great oh. man, Laurie Culver there, and uh, he knows everything about cricket. Works for Fox Sports. That's it for us, Blighty. Another big night as always. Covered a lot of sport. Well done to the girls in netball. Yeah. Uh, well done to England. They got one back there. Well done to Port Adelaide, thirteen in the row. The Crows, as you said, they've got a few worries. We'll do it all again tomorrow between six and seven. Bye for now. Bye, David. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.